Welcome to Touchpoint, a podcast about human connection recorded live before a virtual audience from around the world. I'm your host, Jared Matthew Weiss. On each episode, you'll listen in as I chat with real people about their most profound experiences in bed, in love, and in life. Here we go. It is so good to see uh, everybody here. It looks like right now we have 370 people live with us um, from all over the world. I mean, I'm seeing people from uh, from many different countries, from many different continents, and uh, man, am I grateful to be here with all of you. My name is Jared Matthew Weiss, and this is the Touchpoint Town Hall. So, um, man, uh, you know, let's just engage the chat right away. I'm curious, if you could sum up how you're feeling in one word, drop that word in the chat right now. I just wanna see how you're all feeling. In one word, how are you feeling? Drop it, good, energetic, horny, fantastic, inspired, joyful, lit, happy, good, cozy, angsty, lonely, stressed, frustrated, wonderful, unsure, excited. I mean, this, this is good, this is good stuff. Um, oh, naked. Okay, great. Wonderful. Claustrophobic. Man, 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 man. Listen, if you saw any words come up in this chat that felt like you could have written them yourself, say word. If you saw anybody say something that you feel say word, oh my God, this is what I'm talking about. Look how connected we are. Look how we connected we are. This is beautiful. Um, you know, it's an amazing space that we have here. Uh, this is our third time hosting this virtual town hall. Um, We've had incredible stories, incredible guests, uh, and it's good to be back. It's really, really good to be back with all of you uh, uh, and to, to find out what you're experiencing and how you're feeling right now uh, as we enter in, for some of us, our sixth, seventh week in quarantine. Um, uh, why don't we just jump into it? You know, I'm, I'm excited. I'm excited to chat first and foremost. Is is Jessica Suarez in the house? Chris, can we go to Jessica Suarez? Let's just pop her up. Jessica, you gotta turn your camera on. Is this, no, is this, this isn't, that's not, I don't think that's Jessica. Is that Jessica? That's not Jessica. Do we have Jessica Suarez in the house or no? It's Jessica's birthday. I mean, see, people say happy birthday. They know it's Jessica's birthday. She, she, she was writing about it on Instagram. So we wanted to say, hi, Jessica, turn your video on. You got to turn your video on, love, because we want to see your face. We want to wish you a happy birthday. We're all waiting. Come on, turn it on. Everybody's wishing you a happy birthday. The video is on. All right, Chris, let's go to Jessica Suarez. Can we bring her up? Can we bring her up? Oh my God, there she is. Hi. Oh my goodness, hi. How you feeling? Amazing. Happy birthday. Thank you. Oh, this is so exciting. Oh my God. Oh my God, so good to see you. So tell me, so you've been to our town hall in New York? Is that the deal? Have you ever been, have you ever been with us before? Yes, I went to um, the town hall in Assemblage. I actually, at the Assemblage, I met someone there. What do you mean you met someone? Yeah, I met someone who I ended up dating for like a couple of months there. <laughs> Wait, for real? 
Oh my God, that's yeah. great. That's great. That's great. I love that. And how old are you today, Jessica? If you don't want to tell, if you mind. I just I mean, turned 26. 26. Okay. Well, wow. Yeah. Happy birthday. Happy birthday. What is something that you want to bring into your life this year, Jessica? Did I say your last name correctly, by the way? Did Swadish. I screw that up? Suarez, no. right, right. Yeah, okay, sorry. You know, sorry. Close. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Okay. Um, so, what do you want to bring into your life this year, Jessica? I definitely want to bring in more connection to my inner voice. Okay. For sure. That's a big okay. one. And cultivating more trust and faith. And um, something that the quarantine has made me realize is how much I value like face to face in person interactions. Like, digital oh is God. great. But I love like touching people and breathing the same air as people and just like fucking like hanging out with people. So I want to oh. do more of that. Yeah, if you feel the way Jessica feels, say word. Oh my God. Oh my Look God, this that. is so exciting. Yeah. Yo, happy birthday. Yeah, Jessica, thank you for joining us. Thank you for showing us so much love on the internet. We're so grateful to meet you and to see you and we wish you nothing but the best of all the things, okay? So Thank grateful you for so you. Much. For sure, for sure, for sure. Okay, Jessica Suarez, happy birthday. Now, um, <laughs> let's bring in uh, Chris. Can I get Brooke in Boston? Brooke in Boston, who's been sexting an ex. I'd love to check, check out. Hi, hi, Brooke. Hello. How are you feeling? Good, good. Uh, when you said horny, I was like, that's me. Oh, uh, what, are you the one who wrote horny? No, no, no. but uh, you were like listing off different words that people yeah, might pe be and you said yeah. horny and I would, oh, you were reading them off? Oh, well, yeah. I agree no. with that one. That was oh, all right, all right. Well, good, there you go. Uh, I'm glad that, uh, that uh, we're, all, we're all feeling connected here. So Brooke, I have this thing, you're sexting an ex. Where are you currently? You're in Boston, outside of Boston. Are you, are you in the city proper, outside, where are you? I'm, uh, well, I'm right by the Leechmere stop. All the Boston Knights will know. Um, so I'm like right outside Boston proper. Okay. All right. Great. And, and, uh, are you quarantining? Are you quarantining solo right now? So I have two roommates, um, who are both incredibly smart. One is a neurosurgeon at Massachusetts General, and the other is a biotech student at Harvard. Wow. And there's me. Okay. I have brain damage. Okay. Um, um, and so are you close with your, your roommates? Yes. And yes and no. We frequently like all gather in the kitchen and like debrief each other. Um, but uh, none of us are really social. Mm, okay. And so, so, but you've been sexting an ex. What's that all about? Uh, so I, I've only had sex with one person since, oh God, I don't even want to give a year out for a while, for a long time. And it was this person. And I reconnected with him uh, when I was visiting San Diego back in uh, around the holidays, like December. And uh, because I'm always horny, I was like, hey, I know we haven't talked in a while, but we should probably have sex. So we did. And then- uh, hold, on, hold on, I'm sorry. I have to just stop real quick. I just have, I don't know. You, so you just texted him out of nowhere and just said, 
Yeah, so we hadn't talked, uh, we hadn't spoken in a year because we had kind of a falling out. And then when I was back in San Diego for the holidays, I texted him and I was like, hey, we should meet up and be okay again. So we met up and I was like, oh, that's cool. We're okay again. Are you doing anything right now? Because we should have sex. So we did. Um, and then that led into us just like sexting and talking a whole bunch. And then his band was touring across the U.S. And when he was in town again, then he spent the weekend with me and then we had sex then. And so we've been just sexting since then. Okay, wait. So you've been sexting or you've been having sex? I'm trying to understand. I'm a little confused. So he lives on the other side of the country. Right. And whenever he's in town or I'm in town, then we do have sex. But right but now, right now in quarantine, you guys have just been sexting. You've been yeah, sending. Yeah, yeah. Okay. And he's, and so, and so, you know, what's, what's that been like? And why, why are you sexting an ex? He's an ex, right? I thought. What's, what's, what's going on there? What's the dynamic like? So uh, I guess that's why it's so weird because we, we, we've been friends for like 10 years. Um, and then after we broke up, we were still like, it wasn't like a clean break. We were still, you know, involved. And then we had a falling out, a falling out last year, didn't talk for a year. And then I was like, okay, let's just let bygones be bygones. Uh, so, because he and I are pretty much on the same page where we, we like each other. <laughs> like, we so, like but, each So, so what, so, so you've been, you've been sexting with him and what, what of the sex, what, what, or do you sex with a lot of partners? Is it something that, is this something that you're just doing with him specifically or? Uh, just him specifically, because uh, I'm actually really bad at sexing. Uh, so he is the one who's mostly saying like the poetic things, and I'm just like, here's. Can you share? Photo. Are you open to sharing with us some of your 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 texts? Oh yeah, hold on. Oh, you are. All right, great. Yeah, I have them prepared. I was like fully prepared to share. Oh, all right, great. Uh, anybody who wants to hear uh, Brooke's sexts. Just say a word. Okay. It <laughs> yeah. looks like there's a lot of people who want to hear these things. So go ahead. Tell us, tell us, Brooke. This is a okay. recitation from Brooke in Boston with her sexts. Go ahead, Brooke. Turn All us right. on. Tell us. So as I mentioned before, I mostly send like a photo or video because I'm not poetic. Uh, but I mean, he's not either, I guess, because I sent one and then he said, you have a really nice vagina. And I said, bit overgrown at present. And he said, I'm so horny for you right now. It's insane. I said, I wish, uh, wish I could put your cock in my mouth. That'd be cool. And he said, if only, I've also never come in your mouth. We should try that sometime if you're down. And I said, I wondered why you hadn't. I figured I didn't do it long enough. And he said, I almost have a few times, but I stopped myself because I didn't want to miss out on fucking you. Um, plus I like edging. It makes coming okay. inside of you. Yeah. It's going to get broke. Really okay. Oh yeah. 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 So now I, I, so I have a question. So you're sending all these things. He's sending these things. You're having this int very intimate conversation. Clearly, I guess, um, what's, why did you guys break up? What's the deal? 
oh, okay, <laughs> that's well, that's because I, I know I know that you had an accident or something that what there. Can you tell me about that? Yeah, so I um, I mentioned kind of briefly and aside at the beginning that I have brain damage. Um, I fell out of a tree, a tall tree, a redwood in 2015, um, and it was a really serious traumatic brain injury. I was in a coma for 10 days. And uh, so pretty much the whole year after that, so into, well into 2016, I, I had an eye muscle surgery and I had to relearn how to, how to walk and swallow again, and all this stuff. Um, and then this guy and I started dating uh, a couple of years after that, but we had been friends uh, since like 2010. Um, and he and I, I got accepted into grad school in Boston. Hold and, that thought real fast. Hold that thought real fast. Yeah. Uh, I just noticed there's some comments in the chat. Um, I just appreciate it uh, specifically if there's any like any men in here that are saying things that like, you know, are a bit disrespectful. I just appreciate that you uh, try to restrain yourself. Um, it's just not the space, you know, it's a space where, you know, we want people to be able to share their stories and understand how they're connecting with other people. And uh, it's just not appropriate. It's not classy. And to be honest, as like a straight, white, heterosexual, cisgender man, you make me look bad. So please don't do that. Thank you. Sorry, Brooke, go on. No, no, it's all good. So we're at the place where you fell out of a tree, you fell out of a tree and you know, you obviously you've had a pretty traumatic situation and, uh, and, uh, and then you connect with him. Is this after you've recovered from that? Yeah. So after I like mostly recovered, I'm still disabled. I will never recover fully. But um, he and I started sleeping together before I moved to Boston for grad school. And you know, guys, they don't want things to change. So when I was leaving, he was like, hey, you should be my girlfriend. And I was like, I don't think that's a good idea. Um, and then he talked me into it because I did, you know, I liked him. Um, and then I'm, I was having issues with my recovery and also uh, like drinking and trying to because I, he works in bars mostly, and he p plays in a band. He's always in bars. Um, I had a drinking problem, and then since my brain injury, I can't drink anymore because brain damage. And uh, so I was struggling with that. And he was like, "Wow, I think you're right. I think that this wasn't a good idea." And I was like, "So we broke up." But as I mentioned before, it was kind of messy. So it was like we broke up, but we weren't really broken up. We were still doing all the same stuff. Um, until last mm -hmm. year and then split for good and then we didn't talk for a year okay and then you just decided since you were in quarantine that it might be a good idea to start sending sexy messages to each other well we had uh then we made up back in december a couple months ago when i was in town in san diego where he is mostly uh based um, and then since then, because his band has been coming across the country and stopping by, like we've been in contact. Uh, but then, yeah, but once the quarantine started, that's when it started like ramping up because we never really sexted before. Mm, okay. Okay. Um, well, well, uh, 
I really appreciate you sharing with us tonight. It sounds great. It sounds like it's working for you, which is, which is exciting. Um, I really, really uh, appreciate your vulnerability. Um, you know, there's been a couple of people who had asked if, uh, if he, if he was here, is he, is he right here with us? Your, uh, your, your partner? I don't know if he's <laughs> logged in here. Yeah. I don't know who knows what to call him. Uh, no. So I actually texted him earlier and I was like, Hey, you want to come to this? And he was like, I am terrible with social interactions. And I was like, okay. So no, he's not here. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, well, but thank he you said so he much was honored. <laughs> Okay, great. I mean, I think it's interesting. You know, I, I think that uh, we've been hearing a lot about people who are using, you know, sexting and, and in, a, in a time where we can't really touch each other and people want to still explore themselves sexually. I think that, you know, it's uh, anybody else who's exploring right now over, you know, integrating sex and, and, uh, and messaging sexting. Uh, if you've been experimenting with that, exploring that, just say word. Okay, it looks like it looks like quite a few people are are experimenting with that. So uh, so thanks for sharing. Uh, really appreciate you. Um, uh, thank you so much. It looks like we have uh, uh, Poonam in Scotland. Chris, do we have Poonam in Scotland? Uh, Poonam in Scotland had a socially distanced pregnancy and birth. Poonam. Hello. Hi. Okay. So you're in Scotland. So I appreciate it. So it's got to be like one o'clock in the morning right now. Yeah, yes. It's, it's uh, very early in the morning. Oh my God. Well, thank you so much for staying up and hanging out with us. So Poonam, uh, and you just had a baby. When did you have this baby? Just under four weeks ago. Well, so while we were going through this whole ordeal, Wow. Wow. Congratulations. A lot of new love, a lot of love for you, uh, popping off in the chat here. Um, so, so what was it like? What was it like having a baby? Uh, what does it mean to have a socially distanced pregnancy and birth? Can you just give me a little context on that? Yeah, absolutely. So I am a doctor. I'm a GP. Uh, I work in the national health service here in, in Glasgow in Scotland. And, um, until I was 34 weeks pregnant and my working full-time online and at that point we didn't really have much information coming through about the impact on pregnant women on unborn children um, and I was sat and had just finished examining a patient who turned out to be coronavirus positive um, so really that was the first time that it just hit me that kind of guttural feeling of anxiety and I guess just having that medical hat as well as being very vulnerable and being a patient, um, it, was, it was just very difficult. So I went off work, but my husband also is a frontline doctor. And because obviously he's continued to work, um, the ramifications of that was that we had to, even though we were living in the same house, we have a six-year-old son as well, we had to distance ourselves. So that meant literally for the last eight weeks, um, we've been in separate rooms. Um, we've had no physical contact whatsoever. We're With your husband? Dining in separate rooms. He's actively seeing coronavirus patients. Yeah, what? yeah, with my husband. Wow. So wait, so your husband is still working on the front lines right now? Yeah, yeah absolutely. Oh my God. Oh my God. Thank God for your husband. But that's, that's, so he hasn't, you've had no physical touch with your husband through the end of your pregnancy. And then what about your birth? Was he present for the birth? How did that work? Yeah. So guidelines were changing right up until the time that I was going to deliver. So up until the week before 
the situation changed in that um, birthing partners were no longer allowed to stay for the whole process. So they were only there for the active birth. So my husband fortunately was able to be there just before my surgery started. I had a cesarean section. Um, but the rest of it I had to do all on my own, which was really heartbreaking and really difficult. Um, and yeah, we've, we've kind of essentially been living together, but very much apart um, during what has been a very um, life-changing moment for us. I'm having trouble with her connection. Uh, I think I'm having trouble hearing it. It might just be on my end. Uh, Chris, are we having, Chris, are we having connectivity issues with her or is it just my computer? She cut out a little. Other people are having some issues. She's in and out. Yeah. All right. Oh, so sorry. I appreciate that. Yeah, we're having some real connectivity issues, I think, with your computer. You're cutting in and out. Oh, sorry. Um, no, it's okay. Yeah. Um, wow. Okay. It looks like you're back now. So let's see how much how much more we can get from you. Uh, so first of all, congratulations on having your baby, a healthy baby. And and uh, and how is how is being in the hospital? throughout that time, I guess, like, what, what was it like being in the hospital? Yeah, um, the run up to it was very anxiety provoking. I had seven hours on my own, um, where my husband had to sit outside the hospital because he wasn't allowed in. And can you hear me all right, Jared? Yeah. Yeah, I can hear you. Your video is cuts in and out, but I can hear you for sure. Um, so yeah, uh, so I was very much alone, but over the process of the seven hours of waiting, um, I felt a real sense of connection to the other mums that were there with me. So we were all isolating in our own rooms, but nobody had their partners with them. And there just came this moment where I became quite accepting of the situation of, it's not just me, lots of other women are going through this. And we actually had this really powerful moment where I looked out of my window and I could see the other mums and we just had this, it was the power of like, I guess, nonverbal communication where you talk with your eyes and you just give each other that sense of comfort that everything's going to be okay. And it was the first time I really felt that everything was going to be okay and I wasn't alone anymore. Oh my God. I mean, you're making, you're making me cry with that story. Um, oh my God! Yeah, if you're feeling if you're feeling Poonam in Scotland right now, say word, say word. If you're feeling, oh my God, we're all with you, Poonam. This is such oh, an amazing Oh, you're all gonna make journey. me cry. <laughs> oh my God! Look at this. It's from all over the world. People looking at you, listening oh, to you, touched you. by you. Oh my God! So, what's it been like bonding with your new baby? What's that been like? I mean, and and then also your husband isn't isn't. I mean, has the has your husband held your child yet? No, well, he's he's not been able to be close to um, our kids. So, we had a moment a few weeks ago where my six-year-old. We're a very cuddly family. We love touch more than like we're just. Um, but my son, my husband, came home from work, and it was just a moment where he has to take off his scrubs when he comes in because he's been dealing with COVID patients all day. And my son ran up to him and he was just like, how many times have I told you like not to come near me? And my six-year-old was like, does daddy just not love me anymore? You know, um, so that's kind of been the way that we've been kind of living our life. But with our newborn, yeah, my husband's not been able to kiss or cuddle our baby yet. Um, so it's been, it's been really difficult. But 
I guess this is just something that we have to do. We have a duty of care to our patients. We have to treat them and this is temporary and we will look back on this time and realize that actually sometimes you have to sacrifice and make small sacrifices in order um, to be together in the long term. So we have to do what's right for our family to keep us healthy and my husband has to keep doing his job. It just is a shitty situation, but it is what it is. Oh God. Well, that's amazing. That's incredible. And I know that you have your six-year-old and a, and a newborn and, and uh, I appreciate you making this time to chat with us and share your story with us. Uh, I think you're getting a lot of love from around the world right now. A lot of people who are with you and feel you and are inspired by your story. Um, thank, you. thank you so much. Thank you so much for giving us a window into your world. And uh, I hope that, I hope that you get some sleep. Thank you so much for, uh, for visiting us today. Uh, and uh, congratulations, you. congratulations. Thank you. Um, all right, we have, uh, we have Jamie in Philly uh, who's doing a solo quarantine right now. Chris, can you, uh, can you bring in Jamie from Philly? Hi. Hi, Jamie. Hi. How are you? How Good. are you? Can you hear me? Oh, yeah, you're coming in loud and clear. You look okay, great. awesome. Thank you. Right, so, Jamie, you're solo quarantining. You know, I think that um, – the solo quarantine is, uh, I've been getting a lot of, you know, if you're solo quarantining right now, say word. If you're just literally just in, alone in your home. All right. So, so you can see, there we go. There's a, there's a, there's a, yeah, no, this is powerful. There's a lot of people, you know, I think that this is a, this is a wild time for us uh, as a species. We're not, we're not designed, we're not designed to be, you know, without touch, to be socially distanced, to be in isolation. Um, so what's, how's it going? How are you feeling? Talk to me. Uh, yeah, it's been pretty rough. I mean, uh, I see people like in the chat who are saying like, I have my cat and my dog. I don't have any pets either. Um, so that's kind of rough because I know that can be like a really great way to get like that touch hunger met. Um, mm. I actually like study touch starvation and touch hunger um and touch is like my love language so it's been really difficult uh yeah so how are you navigating it how are you yeah how are um, you, what are you doing lot, yeah so self hugs i've been self hugging <laughs> um i'll like squeeze like my body um or like in myself a hug and like squeeze my arms and squeeze my legs and stuff um a lot of like soft blankets and like soft fabrics. I'm like draping myself and like everything that like feels good and, and warm to me. Um, I actually, I'm a sex educator. So I have a lot of like sensation play tools, which are like, well, can be like a sex thing, but it doesn't have to. Um, like, so I've been like messing around with those. A lot of it's like a little, I have like a little tickler. And so I'll like tickle myself with that. I have a, this like spiky wheel, um, that's usually can we see? Can we, like, see? can we see? Can we see some of these things or what? Yeah, I can go grab them. Give me like two all right. seconds. All right, perfect. I think we all want to see. I want. I think we want to see. I have a spiky wheel and a tickler, and I mean, we all want to see these things. So, everybody who's here now, this is Jamie's apartment. Uh, you'll see he has a house plant, <laughs> or they have a house plant. Excuse me, they have a house plant. I see. I recognize your pronouns. Apologize. Okay, uh, so right, there's so. this little tickler. Oh, look at and, that. Okay. Yeah. Um, okay. And then this is the wheel, which is a lot of fun. And you don't have to be like intimidated. Like it doesn't, even if you press pretty hard, it won't break skin. 
And normally they only have like one of these little wheels, but uh, the one I bought it from, they really had to like take it up a notch. Oh my uh, God. So yeah, you just like graze it over your skin, depending on like how hard you want it. And like, it feels really good to me because that's like one of the, basically I've just been imitating the, the types of touch that I like normally want to receive from like my play partners. And so that's usually like, yeah, like light grazing against my arms or like playing with my hair. I have one of those, uh, like those like spider looking like things that you like put down the, your skull and like spreads on your skull and like it like truly gives you chills. Oh my God. Okay. And how uh, often, do you, how often, do, and it feels though, it feels that you're, you're using these things in actually non-sexual ways. It feels very like, uh. It feels like these are practices really to maintain your sanity. Yeah, absolutely. It's yeah. been definitely okay. keeping me sane. Okay. Um, um, and what are you, are you finding that you're, are you currently seeking love, companionship, partnership? Are you single? Are you partnered? Are you, what's going on? Are you? So I'm like solo monogamous. Uh, most of the touch that I like do get is like platonic touch with friends or from my like consistent play partners. And so since I can't really uh, access them right now, uh, yeah, that has been really rough. Um, but I've been like still been online dating and chatting to like meet people um, for after so again, the quarantine so lifts. Like, so using apps? Use, yeah, use app dating. Yeah, I have okay. like all of them. <laughs> How's that? And how's that going? Anybody who's um, on an app, anybody who's on an app right now that is currently connecting, looking for connection on an app, say word. Just so we get it. Okay. So a lot, a lot, a lot of people are on the apps right now, Jamie. Okay. So yeah. what's going on? How are the apps? How are the apps feeling in quarantine? Uh, there, I don't know. I've been getting a lot more matches, but then the conversations haven't like been all that great or they like die off. And I understand. And like, that's part partially me because like, I'm not, I'm not a huge fan of texting and like, I'm, I'm pretty busy. Like my day to day, my job keeps me pretty busy and it keeps me like writing and on my, on social media and on my phone. And so like the last thing that I want to do really is like text somebody. Mm -hmm. So, and so like most of the, the connections that I'm trying, that I've always been like seeking have been like casual, like sex partners. And so, yeah, it's definitely been, it'll like die. It, they, the conversations die out pretty quickly, but yeah, it's been, okay. it's been interesting. Okay. Um, and you know, before I, I apologize, I, I used the wrong pronoun to address you. All and, good. Uh, well, I want to, I want to address it because I think that you, you know, I'm, I'm interested to just know a little bit more about you and your story. Um, uh, they, them pronouns are not necessarily something that I think a lot of us have been really well educated on. Yeah. You know, and I also think that, you know, in my experience here, with Touchpoint, and when I ask people why they use those pronouns or why they identify with those pronouns, the answers have always been really different. And so I was just curious to know from you why you choose they, them as, as, your, as your identifiers and, and like what that means to you. Yeah, totally. Um, so I'll just like throw it out there first that like anyone can use like any pronouns. You don't have to like not all non-binary. I identify as non-binary and agender. Um, not all non-binary people use they, them pronouns. Um, and not all people who use they, them pronouns identify as non-binary. Um, so I think that's just like a really good thing to put out there. 
Um, oh, Sysmail. I was reading the chat. Sysmail, who prefers they, them. That's awesome. Yeah. yeah. Um, mm -hmm. And I tend to default to they, them if I don't know a person's pronouns. Um, but yeah, I use they, them because it feels the most right to me as identifies like agender. And to me, that means like, I don't really want to be associated with gender. Uh, a lot of people feel like non-binary, they'll use a different like identifier within that, like gender fluid or gender queer or something else. Um, and they'll describe it as like, I feel like a blend of uh, masculine energy and like feminine energy and like a blend of both genders. And I just kind of like feel like I don't want to be associated with gender like at all. It just like makes me feel uncomfortable. It's like there's so much more to human beings than, than these gender markers and then the roles mm -hmm. that were ascribed based on these gender markers. And so that's kind of, yeah, that's why I choose a gender and that's why they them feels like the most comfortable to me. Wow. And, and when, and so uh, the, when did you decide that you wanted to use they, them as your pronouns? So I came out as non-binary and agender like about two years ago. Um, but I think I've kind of always n like in some way known, but like fully didn't know, like, because when I was growing up, like the only options, like I knew what trans was, but like, I only knew of, and most of the world only knew of trans is like, okay, you're like transitioning to the opposite gender. And like, you have to pick from like one of these two. And so I didn't even know that there was just like this in between or like rejecting all of it. Um, and so then when I like realized that, and I like also, it totally has to do with like the fact that I moved to West Philly. Um, this place is like a queer bastion. Um, it's like where the Fresh Prince is from. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay that makes so much sense okay all right got it okay um, Go on. but yeah specifically where i'm at it's like a bunch of like queer leftists and like i'm pretty sure we have like one of the highest percentages of non-binary people probably in the u.s um so it really helped to like see people who were breaking those gender norms um and yeah see people who were just so used to already respecting those pronouns uh so yeah it felt pretty right to me when when i moved mm, okay and uh and how is your you know whenever we've talked to people uh from the lgbtq community obviously there's there's uh there tends to be sometimes a, a, some clashes within families around you know people coming out and and how their parents or you know if they come from conservative families there there sometimes is a, a lack of tolerance in those families so i was curious when you decided to go by they them um what your relationship was like with your family? Have they been really understanding and supportive and loving? And what's that look like? Especially, you know, also knowing that like you're in quarantine by yourself now. I just am curious to know like what your connection is like to your, your family today. Yeah. So thankfully, um, my mom has been like pretty supportive. She, she probably, she doesn't really get all of it, but, um, I try to explain to her as much as I can and she's down to listen and she uses my, they, them pronouns. She corrects other people when they use the wrong pronouns. She corrects her husband. Um, my dad's passed away. So she's remarried. Um, cause he has a little bit more trouble with it. Uh, yeah, she's been, I've definitely like, uh, radicalized her quite a bit. Oh my um, God. Where's your mom right now? Where's your mom right now? She's back in California and uh, Pasadena. Yeah. Do you think that you could get your mom in here so we could say hi? <laughs> um, she, uh, I mean, would you be willing to ask? Yeah. If you want to meet like Jamie's now. mom, if you want to meet Jamie's mom, say word. 
Yeah, we all want to meet your mom. I want to meet a supportive mom that <laughs> knows how to support their kid and give, right? Just, can we get mom, what's mom's name? Uh, Vangie. Okay, okay. So this is what I want you to do. I want you to work on seeing if you can get Vangie in the chat uh, and then we'll swing back to you in a little bit, okay? Awesome, I'll work on it. All right, thank you so much, Jamie. Um, all right, Chris, Chris, uh, uh, the next story that we're going to tell, um, I, uh, I just have a couple words to say about it. Um, I was watching the news. I was watching the news, uh, about five days ago and, uh, I saw this story and, uh, it really, it really got me. Um, Chris, maybe we can roll, roll the tape so we can share it with everybody. Jonathan Coelho was 32 years old, a cancer survivor, but in good health when his wife says he began showing early symptoms of coronavirus about a month ago. He underwent a series of treatments, was intubated. Doctors told his wife, Katie, they expected him to survive. He didn't. Katie was called to the hospital in the middle of the night the day before yesterday. Her husband had suffered cardiac arrest and she later learned that Jonathan had left her a note in his phone about his devotion to her and their two children one of whom has a serious medical condition. Okay, so, you know, I saw this story and, uh, and I think that it was an important story for us to tell and to talk about because we, we can't talk about love without talking about loss. And, you know, I, I invited Katie in to, uh, to chat with us uh, and it sounds like uh, she was having some connectivity problems and uh, she got she got booted out, so she's trying to log back in. But while we're waiting for her, um, I'm curious, you know, who we have out there. Is there is there anybody out there that uh, that has experienced loss during this time? Uh, if you have experienced loss, right here, Alyssa. Um, Chris, can you bring up Alyssa for me? Hi, Alyssa. Hi. Hi, where are you? I'm in San Francisco. San Francisco. And what's coming up for you around loss? Oh, man. That totally just like hit me in the gut. <laughs> that was really powerful. Um, I, like, I actually jotted it down. I liked what you said about you can't talk about love without talking about loss. And I think that we all experience loss in different ways. Like Jamie, my dad passed away when I was a child. Um, and it's all integrated, um, whether we like it or not. And I think that 
my experience has just been that working through it and understanding the importance of the relationships in our lives um, helps to just set some good foundations for um, really appreciating what we have now. Mm, okay. Uh, and so um, how are you navigating this time in quarantine? I am in San Francisco. I've been working from home, sheltering in place for the last two months. Uh, I live with my brother and a roommate, um, but touch for me has been hard. I've like had to ask for hugs. <laughs> I hug myself a lot. So I liked the tips on, uh, on touch and using different tools uh, to get that touch. And um, yeah, I've, I've just, I found a lot of things that people have brought up really meaningful and a reflection of mm. what I'm experiencing. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for sharing. I appreciate it. Uh, can we bring up Chris? Can we bring up Carla? Hi, Carla. Hello. How are you? I understand you've, you've experienced a real loss lately. Oh, huh? yeah. Well, last March, my husband of 43 years died very unexpectedly. 43 years. Yeah. Yes, I was two when I was married, you see. <laughs> wow. 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 What happened? Um, he had had an infection and we thought it was under control. And he went down to our place on the coast and was going to go fishing the next morning. And he texted me that night and said, I'm really tired. So I'm going to go ahead and go to bed early. And I didn't hear from him the next day. And I freaked out. And apparently what had happened is the infection was just kind of in his body and had kind of gone into his heart. And uh, he died the best possible way there is to die. He had a drink in his hand and his bathrobe on <laughs> and he was watching TV and he was getting wait, ready. He died. He, wait, 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 hold on. Wait, yeah. I got it. He died go. watching wait, TV. He, he died watching TV with a drink in his hand. Yeah. His heart stopped beating. The EMS guy said, Mrs. Dawes, you did not have a heart attack. There was no pain. There was no trauma. He just experienced his heart stopping beating, period. Wow. Wow. And how have you been navigating the loss? Oh, my God. I, you really learn who your real friends are. And I am so blessed. I have a bunch. Who are they? Who are your real friends? My real friend. Hey, if you're hey, if you're if you're a real friend of Carla, say word. <laughs> if you're a real friend of Carla, say word. <laughs> hey, thank you, thank you, thank you. Yeah, no, it was my church people. My, I'm a yoga instructor, so my yoga people. I'm an actor. My acting people. My family. My son, of course. Uh, yeah, I was lifted up over and over and over. And you know what? I got to say this. I miss him terribly, but I am so glad he did not live to see this. COVID-19, I really am. Mm. So how are you dealing with quarantine right now? Who are you with? What, what's uh, it like? My sister, my sister lives in my backyard. She lives in, <laughs> she lives in your backyard? Yeah, in a little house in my backyard. And okay, so, you, okay. Uh, we, we, we lift each other up and, uh, you know, I have a cat and a dog and I give mm. to love and hugs and uh, mm -hmm. I talk to people on the phone and, you know, it, you just cope, you, you have to. Well, Carla, I'm so grateful for your share. Uh, sure, I know there's sure. a lot of love here for you. We really appreciate your story. I feel it. And I just want to Thank tell everybody, you. if it happens to you, a long-term relationship like that, that ends suddenly, you will survive. You might not think you will, 
but you do. Mm. Yeah, like they say, we've survived 100% of our worst days. Um, thank you so much, Carla. I You're really welcome. appreciate those words of advice. Thank you. Can we go to yes. Don? Can we bring up Don, Chris? I'd love to talk. Don, what's the deal? How are you? I'm fine. Don, how are you feeling? I'm feeling okay. Okay. My, my wife had Alzheimer's also. Mm. And when your when your spouse or any loved one has Alzheimer's, you it it lasts a long time. They call it the long goodbye. Mm. And all that time you see well at some point you you realize that the person you married is is not there anymore. Uh, she's gone. Mm. But she looks sort of the same, but her her mind is not the same. She's, mm. she's not behaving the same. And every time you see a another loss of a, of an ability, you you um, you grieve. So she was in a memory care facility for three years. And even before that, she was losing, losing abilities. And so we, my daughter and I both grieved for all that time. And now I think we both have some relief because she's, she was not enjoying any kind of of life anymore and mm -hmm. um, it's she's now in a better place and so we can be happy about that part even though mm. I have I have some pictures of her around and I when I see those pictures I I brings me back to the the days when we had happy times and we were during our married life, and I realize uh, that chapter of my life is over. So Don, 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 thank you so much. Thank you so much for sharing. You're getting a lot of love from the community. If you, if you got love for Don, say word. If you got love for Don, say word. Don, look at all these people. They're all here with you. Uh, these are people from all over the world. I am so, so grateful for your share. Thank you so much. Uh, it has come to my attention that Vange is in the house. Chris, can you bring in Vange? I got, I got to see Vange. I don't know if I'm saying the name correctly. Are you Vange? Am I saying that correctly? It's, it's a, hi. It's actually Angie with a V. So just Vangie. Oh, it's Vangie. All right. Uh -huh. Everybody, sure. I would like to introduce you to Jamie's mom. <laughs> Jamie's mom is in the house, y'all. Vangie, Vangie. You raised an incredible person who just has been inspiring us so much on this call. And so, you know, I just wanted to tell you that, like, it's been just a real pleasure to be able to chat with Jamie uh, and, uh, and also just ask, ask you a couple questions. Um, Jamie was sharing uh, a bit about their journey um, and specifically sharing the journey around uh, navigating gender and identity. And, uh, and I was curious to know, you know, their reflections of your support were profound. And, uh, I just wanted to know 
how you navigated that and uh, yeah, just your reflections on a time where, you know, your child opened up to you about how they felt and, and how, you know, how you responded and, and what that felt like. Sure. Um, and we as a family had gone through quite a bit and, and I have to say because of the last couple of speakers, you know, it, it does bring up memories of, cause I lost my husband, um, Jamie's father, um, 12 years ago to ALS, uh, Lou Gehrig's disease. So, you know, I, I basically was playing both mom and dad in those roles for many years to mm. Jamie and um, their sister, Monica. Um, so I think adversity was something that we were very accustomed to. At least I think I had gotten accustomed to it. I had a big support system. Uh, we supported ourselves as a family. Um, I didn't see that there was any choice, not that I would want to choose anything different, but to support them as much as possible um, through all of this. And I mean, it, it was just no, no question for me to do that. So, mm. Mm. love well, me too, Jamie. Oh my God. So yeah, so, so uh, Chris, can we bring Jamie into the conversation? Hi, I love you, so, mom. So, so yeah, you. so I'm so happy to have the two of you. I guess, I guess the question I have is, you know, so much of my experience at the Touchpoint has been learning how to make space for people to self-express um, and how important that is in our, in our relationships, in our lives. And I was curious if the two of you maybe, you know, what advice do you have for anybody who wants to open up and share a piece of themselves that maybe they were you know, afraid to, or didn't feel permission to, uh, you know, we have a lot of people here tonight and I'm sure in one way or another, everybody's got something that they'd like to share and are not sure, you know, with, within their lives that they have, they have permission to. So what advice, what advice does this family have on how to navigate those things? Uh, I can start. I would say, um, I know for a lot of people, it can feel really nerve wracking, especially if they don't grow up in like a very supportive or um, open family when it comes to these kinds of things. But I think it's just important to know that if things don't go so well, that there are so many people out there that support you and that are willing to listen to you and that share your story and that love you and there's so many online communities and online communities are a such a valid way of knowing and meeting people and connecting with people um, and it's not any lesser than real life communities um, and i think yeah that's what i want to share mm. okay thank you and uh vanjie anything any any words of wisdom that you could share with us um, for me, um, a lot of, of what was in my life was uh, work-related, and a lot of my friends were there as well, That I've, many of which I've still stayed uh, with, and so they have been very you know, helpful through any, anything that we've been through. But when it, uh, in relation to Jamie and her, her them. being open... Them. And sorry, and I'm, I'm I admit, so, yeah, they, she still slips up, but she knows that 
like she just corrects herself and moves on and that's what I love and that's what's like one of the things that I think is so important um most trans and non-binary people will tell you that it's more comfortable for them to just have the person correct it and move on rather than linger on it and apologize and be like, I'm trying so hard. I'm yeah, you know, it's just, it's just, it's new to me. And like, it just, that just ends up making it about the other person and then just like makes us feel awkward and then derails the conversation. So the best thing is just to like correct it or like have me correct it. And then my mom will just be like, Oh, sorry, them. And then we'll just, yeah, move on. And that's like, what is the most comfortable for me? Mm. Oh. Yeah. Beautiful. Well, listen, if, if you got love for this family, say word. Lots of love, lots of love coming at the two of you. So thank you so much for sharing so much. Um, yeah, I'm really, and Vanjie, thanks for jumping on so last minute. You know, I love having moms just jump into the chat like that. So, so beautiful. Um, thanks for having me. All right. Yeah, for sure. Chris, I would love to, uh, I would love to talk to, uh, to, uh, Kelly and Hannah. Can we jump in with Kelly and Hannah in, in, uh, Minneapolis? Cause apparently Kelly and Hannah just got engaged. <laughs> Everybody, Kelly and Hannah have just got engaged. How beautiful is that? Um, oh my God. Okay. So the two of you, uh, when did you get engaged? Who asked who? What's the deal? Um, when was it? March 4th. Mm -hmm. I asked her. I had the ring for like two months and uh, my mom ended up actually getting diagnosed with breast cancer. So I kind of halted the proposal for a little while while that got figured out. But um, yeah, mm -hmm. you want to tell the story? She took me to the place where we first like made things official and um, and we sat and we were reminiscing about our relationship and um, and she said so that's why I thought this would be the perfect place to ask you to spend our lives together <laughs> I said stop that's not funny <laughs> like, she had no job. idea that I had the ring no clue it was coming so she pulled the ring box out and I just started weeping <laughs> oh my god how long have the two of you been together four almost four years yeah wow and so and so what does marriage mean to you Ooh. um i guess to me it means committing to this person unconditionally yeah. for Choosing her every day. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, it was interesting talking to, to uh, Vanjie and, uh, and Jamie and then landing on the, the subject of uh, um, family support. Um, how, uh, how much support are you getting from your families right now? My family's been basically 100% supportive. So that's been awesome. Okay. Uh, my family, um, I, I, my brother, my sister is very supportive and very excited. My brother is tepidly supportive. Um, uh, my parents, I, I let them know that we got gotten engaged and the response I got back was, we have received and read your email. <laughs> wow. Wow. Um, so how does that feel? And how do you navigate something like that? Uh, 
with therapy. <laughs> um, it's been a long time coming. We've been together officially for almost four years. My parents have only known about our relationship and about our, our sexuality, my sexuality for slightly over a year now. Mm. Um, and so, because it, it, yeah, it took me a long time to be comfortable coming out to them. They are very um, strong, conservative, evangelical Christians. And um, so they don't believe that you can be gay and be Christian, or if you are, you're living in sin. Um, so yeah, that's been tough. It, our relationship has been very strained, very cold since then. Mm. Wow. And, and so you're, to come from that type of, you know, to have that, that lack of support at home, how important has this relationship been to help you heal I guess, you know, from, from your family, mm -hmm. uh, you know? Yeah. I mean, Kelly's been my rock throughout all of it. Um, <laughs> calling me out to feel my feelings. <laughs> um, mm -hmm. um, even, you know, I don't know. I, I tend to stuff things down. Um, but she's just been really um, just instrumental in um yeah calling me out to actually talk about <laughs> talk about things even though it sucks and it hurts mm -hmm. oh, so um how is being quarantined together at this time i mean when you have a big moment like that and were you able to celebrate it virtually with with some friends or how are you? I know that a lot of people are having zoom engagement parties and zoom weddings and zoom. Like, yeah. How do you celebrate in quarantine? Well, we, it was just like the week before everything shut down that we got engaged. And so, um, one of our friends brought over champagne, dropped it and off. Dropped it off. <laughs> um, yeah, we basically just yeah. called everybody and FaceTimed and, mm -hmm. um, yeah, it's been kind of a bummer not being able to like go out to dinner and celebrate with people, but mm -hmm. that day will come eventually. <laughs> Beautiful. Well, we're we're super uh, we're super grateful that uh, that you shared your story with us. Uh, it was uh, I think that um, you know it's exciting to see people find love. It's always something that you know whenever we we have people announcing engagements it seems to be something that uh that everybody wants to rally around i do think that you know the thing that i've taken away from this experience here is that we have a bit of a like a cultural obsession with romantic love where uh you know uh culturally it seems like we think that a life partner a romantic life partner is the end all be all of of our happiness and if we don't find it then you know, we suffer and it's really, uh, from my research, it doesn't seem to be true. It seems like we do need to find people that make us feel safe, known and loved, but they don't necessarily need to be a romantic partner. Mm -hmm. uh, and, I, and I think that, you know, when we, share, when we share stories of partnership here, I think it's important to just call out that. Um, and especially now more than ever, we, we as a species, we need to feel connected and we need to feel touched. Um, but, um, you know, it, it, 
those connections don't necessarily need to be romantic or sexual. We, we just have to feel like somebody makes us feel like we're home. Uh, and so I just want to call that out as we're, you know, sharing love stories that it's, it's important that we, uh, you know, that, that we, uh, that we honor human connection as a fundamental need. Um, and, uh, and that, that, that added layer of romanticism and sexuality sometimes puts way too much pressure on us to try to find somebody, you know, to complete us, uh, when, uh, you know, that's, that's not the deal. Uh, but super grateful for the two of you. Thank you so much for sharing. Um, I'm seeing in the chat, I've been notified from my team that a lot of people want to hear more from Don. Uh, there seems to be a lot of people who want to hear more from Don. So uh, we are currently trying to reconnect with Don. Um, and so we are going to be working on that while Jason, uh, Chris, why don't we go to uh, Natalia in Brooklyn? Um, Natalia uh, Clavier, uh, some of you may know her from uh, Fevery Corporation, uh, is going to sing us a song before we close the space. Uh, Natalia, go ahead. <laughs> Uh, you know, 
if you were feeling that in every bone in your body, say word. Wow, Natalia. Can you guys see me? Oh, we can see you. Okay. We can see it. We can see you. We can hear you. We can feel you. I just you. see you, Jared, which is wonderful. But I was wondering. Yeah, yeah, no. Everybody yeah. can see you. Everybody okay. can see you. You're the you're the main event right now. So, uh, <laughs> Natalia, Natalia, you you obviously changed some of the words. So I did. So tell us. I, I I the one that really jumped out at me was I will cry. I will cry. So yes. Uh, talk to me about that. Um. Crying has been a constant, and the more I, I just like got into it, the more I found found it healing, just the emotional release, and also uh, to just like have somebody that you can reach out to, that will just like hold the space for your crying and then do the same thing for somebody just be there when somebody needs to cry you know it's sometimes it's scary for people to hold space for emotional release mm. um you know it's it's mm. it can be intimidating but now it's it's uh i think it's really important that we just woman up men up whatever fluidity up and we just show up and and you know like show up for our, ourselves and just cry it out and just hold space for somebody mm. um, and the importance mm. of connection like oh my god it's like just like air you know like the air we breathe and the, mm. the water we need to drink um i think you were the one saying this i'm maybe in our daily check-in um social distancing does not mean emotional distancing mm -hmm. uh, and that was pretty much the inspiration for changing lyrics of the song and just like you know mm. well thank god i'm so grateful that you shared that you know i love your voice it's been a pleasure to get to know you over the last month and a half so you know it's a good time to mention you know i've been hosting these uh check-ins every night at 6 p.m. Um, for the 6 p.m. Eastern Standard for the last six or seven weeks uh, where people from around the world have just been logging in. It's been kind of like this, a little bit less structured and just chatting with people, hanging out. And, uh, and I met Natalia through that and uh, it's been a wild journey. Um, and it's been fun to get to know you and learn more about your music and learn more about your heart and uh, I'm really so grateful that you were here and, and shared with us tonight. Uh, you have such a gift. If you, if you feel Natalia's gift, say a word. There it is. Oh, thank you. Well, thank you so much, Natalia. I appreciate it. Thank you, Jared. Uh, I'm very grateful for you and for everything you're doing. Thank you for creating this space for all of us. Um, and thank you, everybody, for being here. Like we, sure. we need just to, to be together. Yeah, we do. Uh, all right, so uh, so um, uh, we're having some connection problems with uh, with uh, Katie Coelho. So we're probably going to postpone that interview for another uh, for another show. Um, and we are working on Don, so I think that we'll bring Don back for another episode soon. Um, and as we uh, as we close this space, I always like to ask. 
Uh, if you heard one thing tonight, just one thing that you think you're going to be thinking about as you leave here tonight, uh, just one thing, uh, say word. Okay, this is good. This is good. This is good. So, so um, I would love to know what those one things are. So uh, maybe put in the chat, what is the one thing that you think you're going to be thinking about as you leave here tonight? Love to see what, what landed. Connection, Vanjie support, surviving loss, support, compassion, lost. Social distancing doesn't mean emotional distancing. Touching myself more, pronouns, hell yeah, word. Jamie's words, sex toys are more than sex. I will cry, I will cry, unconditional love, crying is okay, thank God. Okay, good, this is good, this is good. Um, okay, so, uh, so a couple, a couple um, just announcements, closing announcements. Uh, the first one is that I do host a 6 p.m. check-in every single night. If you go to literally lovetouchpoint.com slash check-in, um, I'm there every night at 6 p.m. Eastern and we hang out and, and the most unbelievable humans drop by and they share stories like you would not believe. Uh, and it's become like a bit of a family. It's been a wild time. So you can always, if you're feeling alone, if you're one of those people that had said word because you're, you're having your solo quarantine and you just want to connect with some people, um, that's a space to go. Um, uh, the other thing is that uh, for the last four years I've been doing this, you know, I've talked to you about roughly 5,000 people across 26 countries about how human connection shows up in their lives and, uh, and had the uh, benefit of being able to uh, synthesize my learnings and put it into a book that I'll come out on Audible at the end of the year. It's called The Magic of Tiny Moments. And... Um, uh, now we're obviously in a crisis of connection. And so uh, I am uh, teaching a workshop on the magic of tiny moments on Thursday at 12 noon. Uh, so if you are uh, interested in uh, joining that, um, uh, I can put the link uh, in the email that'll go out tonight. Uh, uh, so if you want to sign up for that, you can. We're looking at like a really intimate group for that. Um, and it's really just about the underpinnings of human connection and how we can cultivate more emotional closeness in our lives. Um, so, so that's exciting. And then the last thing, uh, Gabby, I'm going to send you, I'm going to send you a link in the, in the email, uh, that'll go out tonight, uh, after this. So you'll all get a link to that. And then, um, the last thing is we're going to do something different tonight that we've never done, which is called the touch point after party. So here's the deal. Uh, it's not a dance party, but it might turn into a dance party, Kaylin. You, you guys never know. You literally never know. Uh, maybe, maybe we might break it down. What we're going to do is we're going to close this space. We're going to take a break for five minutes, uh, and then I'm going to come back on here, and then I'm just going to open the grid, uh, and I'm just going to start checking in with who's ever here because uh, I want to talk to more of you, get to know where you're at, uh, hear what you're feeling and thinking. So if you want to hang around for that, you can. If not, you can log off and enjoy the rest of your night. Um, uh, I want to thank uh, all of the people who shared tonight. Uh, Kelly, Hannah, uh, Poonim, uh, Brooke, 
uh, and Jamie and then Vanjie coming in uh, hard. Uh, super grateful uh, for all of you. Um, uh, I'd also like I'd also like you to meet uh, our team or producers that are standing by that have been fielding questions and calls and, and have been helping organize this. Uh, so Chris, maybe we can show uh, Antonia. Can we show Antonia? Hello. Hi, Antonia. Everybody, this is Antonia. She's on our team. Thank you so much, Antonia, for your support. Thank you for being with us. Uh, can we show Leslie? Hi, Leslie. Thank you so much for everything. You are the bomb. Can we see Alex? Can we see Alex? Oh my God, there's Alex. Hi, Alex. Alex is an epic musician, by the way. I've been listening to his music all afternoon. Uh, can we see um, Sophia? Can we see Sophia? Hi, Sophia. Uh, oh my God. Thank you. And Chris, can we see you? Let's just show Chris. Let's show the man behind the curtain. What the deal, Chris? Um, okay, so that's our team. Uh, and uh, yeah, this has just been an amazing ride. It's been an incredible experience. I'm so grateful for all of you who've shared, who've held space, who have given words and, and, and shared uh, your energy. Uh, it's such a blessing and a gift to be here with all of you. Um, uh, I think that we'll probably be back here again in two weeks. So, uh, you know, you'll have more information on that in your inbox soon. Uh, if you want to hang out for the touch point after party, I'm going to be back here literally in five minutes. I'm just going to like go pee and maybe have a cup of tea and then I'm going to come back. So you just hang out here and I'll be coming right back. Uh, everybody have a wonderful night. Uh, here we go. Thank you for listening to touch point. I'm Jared Matthew Weiss. You can always join us for live recordings by registering for free tickets at lovetouchpoint.com. And you can find us on Instagram as lovetouchpoint.